Hello and welcome to our podcast. I'm Dr. Mark White, and today I will be discussing qualities of human movement, in particular, those qualities attributed to people we describe as old and young. A patient once told me that she felt like she moved old. I asked her what she meant. She demonstrated a slow, shuffling, wide-stance gait, coupled with slumped shoulders and a generalized stiffness that resembled John Wick after a fight. This was a decade before the film, and she was not acting. She complained that as a byproduct of her accumulated injuries, age, and increasingly sedentary lifestyle imposed by her banged-up body, she must have somewhere along the way contracted and be suffering from early-onset rigor mortis. She was 40. Health is expressed in various ways. One way, how well you move, or its quality, is a directly observable entity. Quality of movement is related to, but not synonymous with, quantity of movement. It is, at its foundation, a uniquely imprinted pattern of ability in every person to produce, accept, and tolerate load, also known as mechanical force. When it comes to human movement, force is everything. It is directly related to how well you move. Properly utilized, force helps us move so that we can do what we need to or want to. It prevents us from becoming injured, and it helps us maintain or even improve our health. Force can also be the source of injury. A slip and a fall in your kitchen, garage, or anywhere can cause bruises, muscle strains, snapped ligaments, or broken bones. However, if the force flows through you, these problems may be mitigated to the point that they are no longer capable of causing injury. This is an important difference between young and old, and one my patient could relate to. Here's what I mean by that. In a pragmatic biomechanical sense, the maximum expression of the force involved in movement will be felt in the tissue most unprepared to deal with it. That's the point at which the applied loads will exceed the failure limit of any absorbing tissue, resulting in tissue injury. The excess force is stopped at the level of tissue failure. The weak link in the kinetic chain will fail. A torn ligament rapidly dissipates large amounts of force. A broken bone dissipates even more. Often these critical failures are isolated. Sometimes they are not. In each case, the individual is left with the aftermath of a now-reduced force capacity. This, of course, results in decreased function, which can result in decreased quality of life. When everything functions properly, the potentially injurious force is absorbed and dissipated into the soft tissues and bony tissues such that injury does not occur. That's what I mean by force flowing through a body. It becomes properly distributed across an interrelated network of support structures until the force per unit area is so small it cannot be damaging. A large proportion of the function of muscle is to do exactly that, absorb and transfer load to protect against injury, which is why athletes can tolerate multiples of force acting on their bodies that would bend, snap, or crush the rest of us. They have highly adapted musculature that is, on average, stronger and possesses greater endurance than the sedentary population. Along with this, too, is healthy adaptive change in all the associated soft and bony tissues. When people are sedentary, they become deconditioned 
and weak. Their tissues eventually lose structural volume, organization, and the capacity to generate or tolerate forces. The same thing happens during aging. When I compare my clinical observations of sedentary patients who are not elderly to those who are, the picture starts to look the same. In this sense, younger sedentary patients are accelerating their own aging. The more deconditioned they are, the more they acquire characteristics associated with agedness. Poor strength, endurance, balance, lung capacity, blood pressure, flexibility, resting heart rate, increased risk for injury, and so on. Almost all these conditions, and more, are expressed somatically in some observable form, eventually. The same thing also happens when people like my patient acquire injuries but do not recover. The greater the lack of recovery, even if only a small deficit exists, and especially if many injuries with residual non-recovery components accumulate, the more likely the problem is to degrade function, quality of life, and contribute to accelerated aging. My patient moved old. She let me know how she felt, like her grandmother looked, in terms of the way she moved. I have heard similar things from other patients. In clinical terms, we can measure many things with physical performance tests like the five-time sit-to-stand test. For a typical 40-year-old, the expected result is 6.2 seconds. She scored 15 seconds. This is equivalent to someone over the age of 80. Her single-limb stance test for balance was 7 seconds. Published norms report she should score 40.3 seconds. Her score is what we would expect, again, in someone over the age of 80. Her measured posture, too, fit this same pattern. So, per her physical tests, the three mentioned and others, yes, she scored like an old person. But it was more than that. The absolute magnitude of the performance difference in numbers does not tell us about the quality. That is a more nuanced question, and one detected by the eye easier than it is described by any formal system. However, it seems that quality of motion boils down to this. It is the physical expression of economy of motion. Quality movements are precise, with no wasted pathways to accomplish a given task. In some people, quality of motion means they move like a well-oiled machine. In some, this same precision has a certain elegance to it. Both represent quality, but perhaps different ends of a related spectrum. My patient, after a course of well-targeted interventions, recovered from her numerous accumulated injuries to her back, knees, and shoulders, as well as the associated aches, pains, and stiffness, and bounded into my office for her follow-up visit and discharge assessment. We repeated the tests. She flew through all the activities without any detectable difficulties. Gone was the slow, shuffling, wide-stance gait, coupled with slumped shoulders and a generalized stiffness. When we were finished, she had this to say, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. Subjectively, she had been old beyond her chronological age. Her baseline data indicated both her perception and physical testing results, stratified by age, matched. In fact, her initial results approximated someone twice her age. Now her results matched those of someone half her 40 years. We had managed to halt her accelerated aging, reverse it, and leave her with 
the relative fitness characteristics of a 20-year-old. She put in the necessary work to achieve her desired results. She continued with this final observation. I feel like I move young again. The main takeaways from today's talk are as follows. One, quality movement is economical and properly manages load. Two, unhealed or partially recovered injuries accelerate aging. Three, aging acceleration is related to the side effects of deconditioning. And these side effects can be local, systemic, or both. Four, strategic conditioning aspects of physical therapy can halt and in most cases reverse many effects of aging. Five, you are as old as you move and you are as young as you move. That concludes our talk for now. Thanks for listening. And as always, may you and your patients be well. That's all for today.